2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Call
0: us 877 337 6666 Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus.
3: One hour down, four more to go. It's a five-hour KM to AM on the fan. Got the club going up on a Tuesday. 87-7, 33-7, a six, a six, and two more sixes. Let's get back to the phones. I mean, we were talking about St. John's, and really I was talking about like what to watch tonight. You just heard AC with the update. The Islanders game is going to come on. The... St. John Seton Hall game is coming on. I'm in here watching the Rangers. I got to get eyes on Embiid versus Jokic, the Sixers versus Nuggets game. But other than that, yeah, uh, the playoffs. Playoffs? The playoffs are a different beast. If your team is eliminated from the playoffs, you watch the playoffs with an eye on rooting against your rivals, the teams you hate. And for our purposes, I mean, the Jet fan can celebrate the Dolphins' demise. I think we all knew that Tua and the Dolphins didn't stand A chance in the freezing temps coming from South Florida. But really, the Eagles being the Super Bowl team from the NFC, a team that was undefeated for a little while this year, was 10-1 this year, and absolutely collapsed down the stretch. Now, uh, guys are retiring from their team. Their head coach is in question. You can certainly get a laugh out of that. And the the biggest laugh of the weekend, I should have known, America's team to laugh at. The Dallas Cowboys. Like it's just so much content. Right? What are what are the pundits going to talk about all week? Belichick to the Cowboys. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones said this was the worst loss of his time in sports. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy went 12 and 5. Dak Prescott. He can't he can't win the big game. Mike McCarthy should go. How can they bring him back? D- Dak's gonna get an extension. Dak's gonna be one of the highest paid. The Cowboys will still be a conversation when they're eliminated. All the way through the Super Bowl, and there are other teams that deserve the light. But you know, here we are talking about him. I was laughing to myself yesterday, Monday, listening to Evan and Tiki open up with all Dallas Cowboys talk and take calls from Dallas Cowboys fans. I was like, if you look at my mentions online, if you look at the comments they tag me in, you would think the Dallas Cowboys play in South America. I saw, I saw, uh, I saw OJ Simpson. On Cameron and Mace's show, say that back in the day they used to re- refer to the Dallas Cowboys as South America's team. If you can put two and two together with that. Chris is in Texas on the fan in New York. What's up, Chris? What's up? What's going on, Big K? How you doing? You know, hanging out, taking calls, happy to be here. How are you?
0: Hey man. Uh, I'm a Bronx and Harlem guy living in uh the deep south over here. And let in me tell Texas? you, I'm a Giants fan. Okay. So it's it, it's kind of difficult uh, every football year because uh, I am surrounded by uh, it's my year guys.
3: I will tell you that <laughs> the so, delusional uh, Dallas you know, fan. There is a ton.
0: Listen, dude, it's it's absolutely amazing, and I mean, God bless them. I have I have no animosity towards that, but i you know I, I'm I'm on the other side of not liking my. My rivals. Okay, I love the rivalries. Don't get me wrong. A foe is a foe, right? But if my Giants are out of it, I root for NFC East. I want my division to be the best division in the league. Oh, I and know. the reason why I say that is because if you if one of my guys in my division wins the Super Bowl, I want you to know on outside of my—you're going to have to come through my division to get a ring. Yeah. I, it, there's just something about it to me where my division, when my Giants win, we are the best division. It's the NFC East. When Philly won two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, we are the best division.
3: Yeah, I know, it doesn't I matter
0: know. if my root, guys are in it. I for
3: anybody playing against the Eagles. Whoever the Eagles play against, I'm rooting for the team that they're going uh, No, against.
0: no, and, and I understand that. I, I get it. You know, it's, it's a Philly, New York thing. I get it. But, you know, and, and yes, and, and uh, the Dallas game, I'll tell you, man, when you got a guy like CeeDee Lamb who always wants the ball, the defense knows where the ball's going. Yep. You know what I mean? And You and know it. I know it.
3: Dak is trying to force it. Picked off.
0: Everybody, <laughs> and, and it wasn't working. It just wasn't working. Listen, there's other guys who play on offense. There's other guys right. that can catch the ball. All of a ball. sudden, Michael Gallup There's...
3: got no love all year. If you looked at his no pro bets, love. nobody expected him to have but 10, 15 yards. He goes off because Mike McCarthy, Brian Scheinheimer say, go to another receiver, throw it to Gallup. Yes. And can you throw the ball to a tight end? Yeah, three touchdowns for <laughs> Jake Ferguson. I wish I played that. I wish I bet can the Packers. It? I would have made so much money if I... A tight
0: end, please. Can, can can we go vertical? Yeah, I mean, tight ends can go vertical. Am yeah. I am I am I crazy?
3: No, tight ends are tight ends are dominating the game. Look at Sam Laporta. Look at Dalton Kincaid. Look at yeah. Dawson Knox. We're about to see George Kittle. We're about to see Isaiah Likely. Look at Dalton yeah. Schultz. Look at Brevin Jordan yeah. from the Texans. Like these these tight ends are running free.
0: And what kills me, and what kills me, is that Dallas. I saw a different Dak this year, and I, and I'm no Dallas fan. Okay. I saw a different Dak this year. I yeah. thought Dak he was, was going to come out of his shell, which he did. In the beginning of the year, he looked phenomenal. Phenomenal.
3: Yeah, even points at all the end. Of a sudden, even just, points at the end. He's better in McCarthy's system with McCarthy calling the plays and him being able to check at the line. Uh, correct. But, man, he looked like a deer in headlights. He looked paralyzed he looked at, in the moment. Him, again, again, I've MCD seen it.
0: look looked like a deer in headlights. Yes. They both Two deers in headlights yeah. in the Adirondacks at 2 in the morning, and he's just coming around a curve.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: That's what they looked like. It was freaking – it was unbelievable. Hey, hey, listen, Big K, listen, you have a great night, my brother. You have a good evening, and uh, God bless.
3: Yeah, hold it, out, hold it down in the Lone Star State. I've only been out there once. Shout out to my mom, who's a Dallas Cowboys fan, because when I was a kid, she had to buy me Dallas Cowboys gear, and it's like, all right, well, if my son's a Dallas fan, I'm going to pick the team. But she's like – Oh, I want to go back to a game. I want to go back to to Dallas. And we haven't been for 10 years since 2014. I've refused to go. <laughs> I'm like I had no bread back in 2014. And we I think we we did the cheapest way we could go. But like I can not I j I can't I can't do it. I'm not giving Jerry Jones a dollar. I haven't bought any Dallas gear. All the Dallas gear that you guys see me wear, it's free. Um shout out to homage or Foco or you know, any of these brands that'll send me stuff to wear, like influencer marketing, but I'm not going to the store. I think the last thing I bought, because I do love Micah Parsons, his rookie year, he had the top selling jersey. I did buy a Micah Parsons' jersey, but that's now three, four years ago. So yeah, just I'm a Dallas fan. It is a struggle, it is my plight, but I don't believe in them. And I knew they got me again. I wish I was like Evan Roberts, and I blame Evan Roberts. <laughs> Evan Roberts put the I'm a loser. Tag on the Dallas Cowboys. He did the whole, how about them Cowboys? I'm rooting for the Cowboys. I should have known right there. And I wish I could do the emotional hedge and bet the Packers because you would have made a ton of money betting the the Packers to beat the Cowboys like that. I think ultimately they ended up winning by, like, 16. But, man, they were up by – if you you bet the first half, you could have cashed out. If you bet Aaron Jones, which I also – Aaron Jones is from Texas. He always dominates in Jerry World. It's like – it's it's there for you to see, but it's hard to believe what everybody's talking about. Oh, Dallas, this is the year. Number two seed. It's right there for them to get back to the NFC Championship. And the unfortunate thing is that the coaches believed it and the players believed it as well, and and they got got. Alex in Bergen County next up on the fan. Go for it, Alex. Hey, what's up, Keith? You know, hanging out. What's up?
4: Uh, Another day. You know, I just wanted to call and just talk about uh, something. One of the callers said... uh a little while ago regarding the Giants and their old line and stuff like that. And, you know, you know, I'm just, I get tired of, uh, of listening to people complain about the the Giants and Daniel Jones. He's no good. Is he deserving of the contract he got? I don't know. But the guy doesn't have a chance. This old line is just, uh, they need a lot of help and, yeah
1: yeah you
3: know, and honestly the o-line was better later in the season when tommy devito got there they were not good in the beginning of the year there was injuries in the beginning of the year i was defending daniel jones i'm like it it's hard to play when you're getting hit every play and people are like no no look at look at tommy devito look at tyrod taylor i'm like yeah these guys got the reps like after week five six like after the 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 guys watched film and worked on it and had different line configurations they had a, a bunch of different line configurations um I feel bad for Daniel Jones. I, I've defended the guy. I think he has gone through it in his short time in New York. And he he's a pro's pro. He's professional. He just keeps showing up. He says the right things. And here he's challenged again to come back from an ACL. I hope he does it. But I know that he's not Dable's guy. He's not Shane's guy. They didn't draft him. They brought Tyrod Taylor in to challenge him and potentially beat him out. And now they have an opportunity to draft their guy. So he's got another challenge again. Uh, overcome an ACL injury and also overcome... Uh, a, a young quarterback coming in here to literally take your job. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It just, you know, I, he hasn't had the opportunity. He hasn't had the chance. He hasn't had, you know, there's been games where.
3: You he's know, had he opportunities. He he's just he's, had different head coaches and different yeah. systems and not enough weapons. Like the guy was out there throwing a Richie James. Like the guy was out there throwing <laughs> a, a David Sills. Like yeah. Kenny yeah. Galladay, terrible.
4: Oh man. Don't even, I can't even Kenny Gall. Kenny who? Right. Long gone yeah, now, it, but
3: like they thought that that was the answer, right? They thought he was going to come in here and be a number one wide receiver. No, yeah, Darius yeah, Slayton was, has been the most consistent wide receiver for the Giants.
4: Uh, but I feel like for the Giants too that that uh, receivers haven't always been, you know, aside from OBJ, he had a big year, uh, I guess his rookie year and
3: Victor Cruz, you know, you could throw on Niche, Cruz who
4: came out of nowhere, Mario um, Mangham, yeah, but they're not, you know, they're not your. You know, Justin Jefferson type people. They're not your, you know, Jamar Chase type players. And
3: well, those you know, are new guys, age guys. They got to go find yeah. that guy. It's not Wandell yeah. Robin. It's not Jalen Hyatt. They got to go draft that guy. Hyatt,
4: in my opinion, he showed a, a little promise. He just again, he just
3: he's a burner. Year, he's a burner. Yeah. He, he's definitely going to help take the top off the defense. But I don't look at him as like a a guy that can take over the game. Absolutely, like a number one. Maybe he develops into one. I don't want to. I don't want to sell the kid short after one yeah. rookie season.
4: Yeah, I was just like I was just glad to to hear someone else kind of had the, the same mentality that I do, where it's you know everybody's getting ready to throw uh, Jones in, uh, to the Wolves and uh, and not see the the bigger picture where. You know, even even your guy, even even Parsons posted. That, I think one game. It's like, you know, it's hard to blame him when you're looking at it. Parsons it's, it's was really upset up. they didn't pull him
3: in the first game. Parsons like, why? What, what were you trying to prove by having Daniel Jones in that game in the fourth quarter? It was raining. It was forty yeah. nothing. Yeah. It was done early. You take him out. What's yeah. Dable doing? I mean, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, questionable Dable moves this year, and clearly with the turmoil and the things that have happened after the season and what's transpiring right now, there's a lot of people that are looking at Brian Dable, like, how come you didn't go for it on fourth down? Why are you
4: putting the ball? Uh, well, I mean, and I'm telling you, I guess it's why'd you, uh, why'd you, 2020. Why'd you bench
3: Tommy at, at halftime to go to Tyrod? Shouldn't you just play Tyrod from the jump then?
4: Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, Tyrod's definitely uh, the a field
3: <clears throat> Mason Crosby, after Randy Bullock, oh. like there, I don't know. I think Dable is a good coach, but he he had yeah. a a shaky year this year. And I did have a night where I said that nine and eight team, that's that's the Packers. I'm like that should have been the Giants this year. You beat the Packers, yeah. and you if you if you flip that Jets game, if you flip that Bills game, if you flip that Rams game, Rams game, yeah, yep. like they were yep. they were they were right there from being nine and eight and and back to back playoff teams in his first two years. Yeah,
4: uh, well, I mean, like like, people say, hindsight twenty twenty, right?
3: Absolutely. Now you just look forward to the draft and free agency and this upcoming season, and you try to get back to being competitive and being better than you were two years ago. Thanks for the call, Alex. 877-337-6666 as we proceed. Rich in Lindenhurst, New Jersey. You're on the fan. You got it.
5: Hey, Keith. How you doing, my man? Great show tonight as always.
3: Thanks, man. Thanks for joining.
5: Hey, I wanted to call to vehemently disagree with the caller a few calls ago who said he roots for the East if the Giants get knocked out. Yeah, I don't
3: understand that one.
5: I, I, I hate the East. I hate the Eagles. I hate Dallas. And I hate Washington. So hate what I do is AL East, East like,
3: I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like I yeah. said, I root for everybody playing against the Eagles. I don't hate the Giants because I have family members that are Giants fans. I work on the fan and I've kind of just grown to like really watch them with the eye and respect them. But like the Eagles, I got no respect for. I, 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 I there's not, there hasn't been a single game. I don't even bet the Eagles. I like, I just, I, I can't.
5: Agree. My, my order of hate is Eagles, Dallas, Washington. But to see them get knocked out was kind of sweet. So what I've been doing since the Giants have been bad, and I'm a diehard Giants fan, you know, going back, you know, to late 70s, early 80s. I picked a team outside the division one year was the Saints. This year, of course, it's the, the Lions. My son's a Packers fan. He's 15. He's been a Packers fan since he's six. So I kind of have to go with the Packers on this one. I'm glad that uh, they beat Dallas. But, yeah, I, I can't stand anybody in the East. And when they get knocked out, it's a happy day. Have it going,
3: Keith. Yeah, thanks for the call, Rich. Like that's what I said. That, what else do you have? Like, what are you watching for? Your bets, sure, but you're watching to see the Cowboys inevitably and, and inevitably fall flat on their faces, and they did in an all time terrible fashion. And I mean, props to the Packers. The Packers, like when my son looks through the NFL teams, I've never been to Lambeau. I'll take him to Lambeau, and I'm gonna say, hey, they actually have a standard of excellence here. They have a forward-thinking franchise that finds their franchise quarterback, drafts him, trades for him, makes him sit for a little while till he's ready, and then boom. Like, I was so impressed with Jordan Love. I'm like, this kid is balling. He's playing backyard football. They didn't sack him once. DeMarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons weren't able to sack the kid. And when they got a hand on him, he was just dumping the ball, dropping it in. It was like he was literally playing basketball. He was hooping out there. Romeo Dobbs in the middle of the field. Boom, got him. Spreading the ball out. He had eight different receivers. Unaffected. the The stage wasn't too big. He was ready to play. And this is a guy that they said last year, we're gonna go with him over Aaron Rodgers. We're done with Aaron Rodgers. We we don't we're, no. We're done. Like whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to do, we we're not in touch with him. He can go to a darkness retreat. He can come out. Whatever. Like we have our quarterback that we drafted. Develop, we're ready to move forward with and they were right they look smart they look competent as much as we talked talk about ineptitude the green bay packers how they do things they they got it right they were spot on to say aaron Rodgers, we're done with you being a diva with you thinking you run things you are the greatest player in our franchise history but now it's time to say goodbye we drafted jordan love you didn't like it you went out and won two mvps you didn't win a super bowl This young guy can play. He's athletic. He makes throws. And when I watch C.J. Stroud this weekend and when I watch Jordan Love as well, they're young. They're athletic. They're not running quarterbacks. But they can evade the rush enough and buy enough time to get the ball where it needs to go. And they throw it almost with blind faith. C.J. Stroud had a ball that he threw. He underthrew it a little bit, but that's because he took a hit. And it, it, it dropped like outside the left hash to Nico Collins and I'm like what a play like what a throw and then I saw a similar thing with uh I believe it was Romeo Dobbs breaking off his route he almost fell it was like Stefan Gilmore jumped the route and undercut him and tripped him he almost fell and he broke his route off to the right hash and Jordan Love drops the ball in outside the right hash for a big play that is improvising That is backyard ball. That is playoff football with your life on the line. These young kids going out there and balling, not being afraid of the spotlight, not thinking that it's too big, just going out there and playing football to the best of their abilities, and they're moving on. 877-337-6666. We're still talking football, of course, obviously coming off a super wild card weekend. And as we get ready for the divisional round, I definitely want to look at those matchups. Talk to you guys about that. If you're looking for something to watch, the Seton Hall game is about to tip off in about uh, eight minutes. The Islanders game is underway, Islanders versus Jets. I'm in here watching the Rangers. This is Keith McPherson, your nighttime host on The Fan. Call up, join the show. We'll be
1: right back.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: Stay warm as you can stay out there. It's going to be a cold, frosty one. Not looking forward to the drive home, but I'm here. Can't mail it in. Got to show up to the station. Downtown in New York City. Keep McPherson on the fan. 877-337-6666. You know the number to dial if you got something to say, if you want to talk to me about sports, right? That's what we're going to do here. Spoiler alert. There's a bunch of people on the line, and uh, we've talked about the first round of the NFL playoffs, Super Wild Card Weekend, as Giants fans feel a little bit better because the Cowboys and Eagles are taking a seat on the couch right next to them, right? All the hype of the Eagles from the Super Bowl potentially going back because they started off hot this year. Nope, they completely collapsed, and the Dallas Cowboys are who you thought they were. Even though they somehow got the number two seed, they didn't deserve. Dak Prescott put up MVP type numbers. C.D. Lamb had the best year of his career. People were really thinking that this might have been the year they get to the NFC Championship. Complete no show. Very on brand. They didn't come to play. The young Packers are moving on, and Tampa Baker Bucks are moving on. And I can't wait to see the divisional round. Uh, eyes on St. John's versus Seton Hall. Coming up right now, the Rangers seem to be in control, 3-1 over the Kraken. The Islanders game is rolling, so uh, I'll keep eyes on all the local games. No NBA hoops locally, but my Casamigos big shot of the night coming up at 11. Then we'll do open mic, whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll pick a Casamigos big shot from one of these games, and then if there's something you guys want to talk about that we haven't touched on, call me up in the 11 o'clock hour. Let's get back. My guy, Ross, and Bergen County, on the fan
7: every day. Hey, Keith, how's it going, bro?
3: Good, good. Watching your Rangers. How you feel about this one? You, you you're probably yeah. a little nervous. You probably don't think it's you think it's too good to be oh, true because they've been there having a goes. rough go at it lately.
7: Listen, man, the <laughs> way you feel about Dallas, you want to talk about Evan before with the Robert Titus, You you know you diagnosed me with stage four of it because I have <laughs> you feel that I have no confidence till the clock strikes zero in that <laughs> third quarter. The fourth quarter, third period, it don't matter. Listen, man, they look good tonight. They look good, uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday, whichever, the game at the Garden against Washington. They were a disaster in Washington. They had a back-to-back, and they just snapped a four-game losing streak. They lost to Montreal. They've been a circus lately. Listen, man, Igor, he's looked sharp tonight. I I looked recently, before I will get to football in a second, real quick on Igor. Igor had two shutouts the entire 2023 calendar year, and he hasn't had one since. Well, there's a Rangers goal while you're on the phone.
3: You just brought the good luck. They're up
7: 4-1. (laughs) <laughs> there, there you go. I had the airplay on the phone. I guess it cut off when when you uh, took the call. So I don't know how that works. but hey, man, I'll take it. They got you know Seattle. They're starting a guy to be the second star of the year in Draker. So listen, man, you got to take you. You know you got you got to win the winnable games. or anything extra, you know, against Boston, Florida, those are just you know the icing on the cake. But they got a long ways to go. We, you know, we got football right now. You got to look at the first round. I'll, I'll start off with this with Philly. Listen, man, I was I was rooting on Philly because I thought you know what. But they're in as bad of a skid as possible. when i am not even being a skid? It's just a flat out unmotivated team. I was rooting there's I wouldn't even say I was rooting for him, But you know me. I, am, I don't know if you know this, but listen, man, I am rooting hard against Detroit right now. Of honestly. course. Like, You're like, a Vikings fan. Detroit. Right, Detroit versus everybody. You want to talk about, you know, like the, lo- the, the the lovable losers. Everybody wants to, you know, coddle around the new, you know, the newborn uh, newest child. We're kind of like middle middle child syndrome, you know, and Green Bay, go- you know, Green Bay, Detroit, lovable losers. Last year we went on our, you know, unpredictable run, and everybody looked at us, you know, like, yeah, how the hell you let Danny Jones and Nella Victor. You were the run? frauds. You were tagged as frauds, right. yes. And I was tagging them as frauds, and now I got to see them. This is the first time I look back. I think it was like 2017. I couldn't believe it. The first time, was like five or six years ago, the sixth seed in the NFC beat the three-team. Because you look back last year, Giants beat many. A couple years ago, the Niners walked into Jerry's World, uh, knocked off your, your Cowboys. The year before that, I think it was the Rams, went up to Seattle knocked off the Hawks. A couple other ones mixed oh, up. Uh, COVID year, Vikings knocked off New Orleans. And this is the first one, snapped that. And now, you know, you remember what you talking about, going back to Dallas with the Taylor Decker, all that self-reporting. The Lions' Twitter milked it to death. You know, with the putting up the billboards, everything. I swear to God, this this team has one great year. They like they you know they don't know how to act. Almanra with the con candy. Le they've been can building. The they they were on
3: hard knocks. They they came up just a little short last year. They've been building towards this. Right. I'm happy for their GM. I'm happy for their like, head coach. I like the story like, with the Lions. I, I,
7: I like Dan Campbell. The fact that I see people, it'll probably go to Stefanski or Ryan, but the fact that his odds are even close to being a top, you know, the list when they were odds on. We're talking about it. coach of the year is a. An overperformance award. It's not best team. Otherwise, always go to you know Andy Reid or John. Yeah, Harbaugh it's who makes the most That's out of with the least. Yeah, right. That's why Dable won it last year. So why the hell is the guy you know running the team that was favored to win their division? Why the hell is he you know going to like week sixteen, seventeen? Was because it's, yeah. it's been a long
3: time. It's been a long time since you know the Lions it have it been good been like any, this.
7: Ish, if it was any year, it should have been last year, and he probably had, probably had a case if they made the playoffs probably because they missed. He didn't get it. Man, they were they were favorite. They were expected to win like 11, 12 games going into the year. You're telling me that is guy there was, a GM award? I'm trying to see. Oh,
3: there's a there's an executive sure. of the year award. Brad Holmes, Brad Holmes, the GM for the Lions, might be able to win that.
7: Well, he built. Yeah, he built. Like, listen, man, they never had this. You talk about when they had Megatron. You know, Barry Sanders way back. We well, when they had Stafford and Megatron. They never had a well rounded team like this. Even the Dominican Sue on the B one. Even when they, they, they had, never had never Kenny Galladay,
3: Baby Tron. Right.
7: Oh, and <laughs> uh, Marvin Jones. Yeah, listen, man. Even Swift. Swift was like the sacrificial lamb. Damar in Toronto. They were talking about, you know, they sacrificed him for Kawhi. Listen, man, that might be what they're building over there. now. They, and listen, you know, you see on Twitter now, and uh, uh, they saw on that play the Rams were driving, there was a, a missed hold on, uh, on Puka. They they met, they it was a no call and they wound up hunting. you know that was a questionable decision by McVay I think I read somewhere he he regretted it like instantly but I am surprised I didn't see you know like uh, you know uh, Chavez Chavez Ravine or something they weren't putting out yellow and blue uh, you know billboards uh, up yeah, there yeah
3: because they got two teams and, you know, I know they, 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 they had uh, Shohei pull up to yeah, the Rams the charges, game but yeah. they got the Chargers too.
7: Well, the Chargers—they got that one fan. Everybody thought she was a plan. You remember it? Was that Dallas too?
3: <laughs> I forgot yeah, about and then that. she wanted to
7: be a Vikings fan. Yeah, you know, you know what? What do you always say? The universe never unconnects. You want to talk about a miserable life? Could you imagine being a Charger and a Vikings fan?
3: No, oh I don't get God it. That's man. why I said I saw it. this I don't guy know, I don't
7: know how went quick.
3: viral. He, he signed off as, as a Dallas Cowboys fan and said, I'm joining the Los Dude. Angeles Chargers. <laughs> what? Oh my
7: God. Dude, I saw that got reposted. That's like two years old. I'm surprised people, nobody caught that. That happened a year ago or two years ago. But you know what? You wouldn't know it because it happens every single year. Yep. You would have thought it just happened it's yesterday. It's rinse and repeat. <laughs> it man. applies this year yeah. more than ever. There is just, it, some of these stories that, you, listen, when you were talking about you You can't make them up some of this crap. Listen, Dallas, you know what? They bring the jokes on themselves. You're looking at even now Baltimore. You know, I'm kind of pumping the brakes on Baltimore a little yeah, bit. you've seen Lamar and ago. the Ravens
3: fail well, in that,
7: the past. Right. His, I think he has one playoff win ever. I think it was at Tennessee. It was the game Marcus Peters was dancing on the logo because he was dropping net bombs left and right. He couldn't believe they won a game because I think the year before, if I'm not wrong, they were 14-2, and I forget what they lost to. They were one, I think it was Tennessee. The year, they won the,
3: the year Lamar won the MVP, they lost.
7: Yeah, they were 14-2, right? And they were a one and done. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who they lost to, but I know they the were a Chargers? one and done. Um, um... I the don't, Chargers? I don't think the Chargers made the, the AFC chip. I'm pretty sure it was Tennessee because I think it was kind of like a, like a gotcha the year after. But, you know, case in point, listen, they haven't won crap in a while either. You want to talk about Harbaugh? Listen, like the last three pillars in my lifetime, you know, in terms of, you know, my upbringing as a football fan, it's John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, and Aaron Rodgers. You know, I guess you want to say Sean Payton being back in the league, but he's now in NOLA. So, you know, him being in Denver, I kind of cancel it out. Tomlin, Harbaugh, and Rodgers have been in football my entire life. And you look at now, Tomlin, yeah, he's, and I give him credit, you know, his flowers, credit where credit's due. You know, he hasn't had a single season under 500. It's like six years now they haven't won a game in the playoffs. They make it every year, but they do they nothing with it recently. And look at Baltimore, you know, they've kind of been, you know, they have like these 14-2, and 13-3 seasons. But, you know, recently they've either, you know, had those seasons done nothing with them. Kind of similar to Pittsburgh, just kind of you know, you know, ridden the waves and you know, eventually, you know, got caught up by the current and you know, do nothing with it. They had their two Super Bowls early on, and listen, man, they haven't done much hands them, but it's gonna be an interesting, uh, interesting divisional rep.
3: Thanks for the call, Ross. Now I'm like, who did so in 2022? The Ravens lost to the Bengals. That wasn't Lamar Jackson last year, that was Tyler Huntley. In 2020, they lost to the Buffalo Bills. Hmm, that's what it is. In 2018 is when they lost to the Chargers. I knew, I remember watching them lose to the Chargers. 877-337-6666. The Ravens cannot fall flat on their faces with this team. Anthony is in Hawthorne, New Jersey. What's up, Ant? You got it.
8: Hey, what's going on, Keith? Um first time uh, caller. Hey, uh, ding, I ding, just started ding. listening to your show. Uh and I love it, man. I love your show. Appreciate I apologize it. uh if you hear any coco melon in the background, I got my kids in a car with me. Oh, I'm am familiar
3: with it. My wife doesn't like cocoa <laughs> coco melon because the way it's shot, she thinks it like it, it's like drone footage and it cuts too quick. It, for her, it, it doesn't work, but it works for kids. I'm like, it's not for your eyes. It's for the it's for the kids. Like they make this stuff specifically for babies.
8: Yeah, they, they they do something to the videos where it turns them into zombies,
3: but it's the only <laughs> thing
8: that keeps them quiet in the car, especially when I'm calling. Puts
3: them in a trance. That's why my wife doesn't like it; doesn't work on her. It gives her a headache. But for my son, it, he's sitting there like, uh.
8: It's got It's like it's straight garbage for kids' minds. But <laughs> hey, um, so I'm a I'm a big Ravens fan. Uh, I'm a little nervous about this weekend because um, you and the last caller kind of just. Pointed it out. They've had, Lamar hasn't at least had too much success in the playoffs. I mean, he got over that playoff uh, win hump. I think it was uh, against Tennessee. Yeah, twenty twenty. I got
3: I got the whole playoffs log right in front of me. They beat the Titans in uh, in twenty twenty in the wild card round. Then they lost in the division round to the Bills.
8: Yeah, but uh, I'm a little nervous. I'm I I'm nervous about them having such a big break in between games, you know, they rested everybody for that Pittsburgh game, which I thought they should have just played. But, um, and then, and then I see Mark Andrews is pra- back at practice again, which I have no idea how that even happened, but uh, I just kind of wanted him. to get your full take on it. Like what you thought, you know, was going to happen. Cause if you look at the beginning of the year and you said the Texans who were playing the Ravens, in the division, uh, divisional playoffs, like, I don't know, it just didn't seem like a sexy game, but this is like an underrated sexy game, especially with the way C.J. Stroud's playing, the way Lamar's playing, MVP-level football. Um, I think it's going to be a great game, but I'm just a little nervous. But I definitely wanted to hear your take on it, what you thought was going to happen. Uh, I mean, Thanks for taking my call, man.
3: I can take it from here, and Definitely, I have a few opinions on this. I mean, what a matchup of Lamar Jackson, who's going to win MVP, and C.J. Stroud, who's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. These teams opened up the season, against each other. On September 10th, the Ravens beat the Texans 25-9. to The Texans couldn't even score a touchdown, right? They've come a long way since then. That was the first game for head coach D'Amico Ryans. That was the first game for the rookie quarterback, first game for Will Anderson. And they have a lot of young pieces on this team that I think have evolved, that have learned, that have just gotten better. Like when I watch Jordan Love, I'm like, this kid got better every week. That's football. You should be getting better. You should be watching film. You should be learning from your mistakes, not making the same mistakes, evolving as a player, sharpening your sword. And I can't wait to see what Houston does against Baltimore, but I just think it's they're not in the friendly confines of the Dome in NRG Stadium. It's going to be cold. These are Texas guys who they just played their last two games indoors in uh, Indianapolis and uh, in Houston. And now they got to go to Baltimore where those fans are nuts. And that defense is tough. But, I mean, for C.J. Stroud, you just beat the Ravens, or you just beat the Browns defense. So let's see how you match up against the Ravens. And the Ravens, who obviously are in the same division as the Browns, they're looking at that film. And something I'll tell you guys, because I think a lot of us made this mistake. I know I made this mistake betting. Like I I expected the Browns to run the ball and run all over the Texans because of what Jonathan Taylor and the Colts did. It is week to week, and the week before has nothing to do with the next week. It is all matchups and game plans and schemes, and every coaching staff is trying to game plan and scheme against. Like The the week before has nothing to do with this. So uh, don't read too much into the Browns game. Joe Flacco threw that game away. Um, and they I don't know I, I said last night I wish somebody would have sent me the memo that Jerome Ford wasn't going to be the featured back that Kareem Hunt was going to score all the touchdowns and get all the handoffs I put all my bets on Jerome Ford but yeah I, I can't wait to see D'Amico Ryans and this young Houston Texans team they just feel like it's their year they're ready to take on anybody they're going to go into Baltimore and uh something I'll say about Lamar he's been off now he hasn't He hasn't played in in, uh, two weeks because he didn't play the last game of the season. He didn't play wild card round. If you remember, when Lamar came into the season, I remember because I I had him on all three of my fantasy teams. I was so pumped about him. Not to say I knew he was going to win MVP, but I knew he was going to have a big year. He got paid, and they got Todd Munkin from Georgia to come over and be the offensive coordinator. I'm like, this guy, if he could get Stetson Bennett to be a stud, imagine what he's going to do with Lamar. But Lamar was rusty at first. Because he hadn't played the year before, and there, Lamar, his game is is built off of like feel and finesse, and like feeling the defense, avoiding the rush, improvising, making plays. Mark Andrews is coming back. If Mark, I didn't know Mark Andrews was actually going to be cleared to play. I knew, I knew when he went down. At first, they ruled him out for the season, but then they said there was a small chance that he could come back for the playoffs. That's great, um, but at the same time. He could be rusty, and you do not want to be rusty in a divisional round against a team like the Texans who are hot coming off a win against the Browns. Dominic is in East Rochester. Dominic, what's up, man? You're back on the fan. He's McPherson.
9: How are you, my man?
3: Hey, I'm good.
9: How are you? I'm going to tell you something about the Browns and, the, and Dallas, something that the, you and I have in common. Okay. Pitchers and catchers.
3: That's what we... <laughs> <laughs> Already looking forward to pitchers and that's catches. That's what we have in yeah. I, I am counting down the days till I take that flight to Tampa.
9: You know, Keith, would you rather get killed the way that we got killed or would you rather get beat by two points?
3: No, I'd rather get smoked. I'd rather get smoked and, like, like <laughs> that's what I said. I put my order in. I ordered a, a beef burrito, some nachos, quesadilla... I'm like, I'm telling my wife and my mom, don't worry, I'll go pick it up. I took my Dallas Cowboys jersey off. My Troy Aikman jersey was off at halftime. Why are you taking your jersey off? I don't want to see a human being outside. I don't want to have a single conversation about this. And in the second half, I'm reading goodnight moon to my son, putting him down. I was done. The game was over. There was nothing to watch. There was no comeback. So, yeah, I'd rather that versus the, like, you know, Dak Prescott can't get a playoff and the clock expires 0 and the 49ers beat the Cowboys in Dallas and you think that you have a chance.
9: Well, I've been there with the Browns on that against the Denver before your time, but Biner fumbling and the drive and every other damn thing. But here's the difference, Keith. So I agree with you. I don't want to get beat by a last-second field goal or no, something like that. No, that's the worst. But you know something, Keith? And I think you might feel the same way about your Cowboys. I want
3: my team
9: to show up and play a football game.
3: Yeah. Please. You know? Can, can you please show up and compete? You do all this yeah. talking. You're, you're paid all this money. There's all this hype. You're at home. Show up. Just show up. You know... If, if you lose, you lose,
9: but at least show up and play the damn football game. Seriously. Now, you know, I was on the road, and, you know, one one little weenie whiny for me, Keith, I'm playing Houston, in Houston, and I got a better record than they do. I don't like that. I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't like
3: yeah, that. Yeah, because of the divisions. They won the division, yeah, and I they barely won that. that division.
9: You know, I mean, they could have a division winner for crying out loud that's 7-10, and 10 and you're telling me they're going to play at home? Come on, stop it. So, <laughs> for now, but, but anyway, for now, until they so, change
3: the format again.
9: Yeah, I don't know if they'll change it or not. They, I mean, I'd like to see them change that part of it. But listen, again... I want my team to show up. So what happens is, you know, my team's defense is going to win the game for me. My defense doesn't show up. And the 40-year-old quarterback, let's face it, Keith, he looked every bit as yeah. 40 years old.
3: Yeah. So, Craig you know, Carton used to call him the uh, cigar store statue. He looked like right. that again. He he he, now, he he reverted back to being a statue. They were hitting him. Uh, he didn't have all day to sit back there and launch the ball down the field to Njoku or Cooper. Cooper got hurt. Uh, he, he's turning the ball over, interception, pick to the house. You're not going to win in the playoffs like that. Turn the ball over, that's a that's a quick way to lose.
9: You know, there's one little thing you just said, Keith. You know, they're trying to decide whether or not to re-sign Cooper. I mean, really? I think mean, really. No, you can What's do better. The, yeah, well, I don't know. Not for us. He's been our best. But, again, Keith, you know, just – Show up and play the damn football game. I mean, that it's just it just sits with you for well until pitchers and catchers. That's what it does. But you know, hey, listen, it's a disappointment. 18 weeks of blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. I listened to every play on the radio. Yep. And in three and a half hours, they send it right straight down the drain.
3: You overcome injuries. You lose Deshaun Watson. You lose Nick Chubb. You lose Grant Delpit. You lose pieces of your offensive line. And Joe Flacco comes out of nowhere. It's a great story. But then it ends in 14 points scored and uh, not showing up for a playoff game. And it disappoints an entire fan base. I was thinking, why not us? Why can't this be the year?
9: Right, and you know, like you just said, you got all those injuries. I think we had our fair share, maybe more than anybody else, you know. But uh, this is a game they should have won. You lose to a rookie quarterback and a a rookie coach. I mean, come on, really? No, I I don't accept it. Not at all.
3: You expect better. You expect a lot better. Thanks for the call, Dom. Let's see developing. The Raptors and Pacers are in active talks on a trade centered around two-time All-Star Pascal Siakam. Ross in Bergen County just tagged me in that on Twitter. I'm also on Twitter talking to my fellow Yankee fans. The Yankees are way better or not way better. The Yankees are way more important to me in my life. Like I'm a Dallas fan, yeah, but like I just don't trust them. (laughs) I don't feel like they're ever really close. I feel like the Yankees are close. I had some fans calling yesterday saying, Keith, this is the year they win the World Series. I'm ready to have my heart broken. I'm ready for spring training. And I just put out there on Twitter, I said, yo, I'm going to do a meetup, figure out somewhere to link with people at spring training. Might just be at George M. Steinbrenner Field. Uh, Maybe there's a bar or restaurant where we can get food or drinks or whatever. But I'm all in on the Yankee season. If anyone's listening down in in Tampa, I got to hit up like Rick from Tampa and and some other people down there in Tampa. I didn't go last year because – My son was born in early April, but I'm right back down there for the end of spring training. I think John and Susan will be there when I'm there. Uh, Maybe we could do a WFAN type of thing at George M. Steinbrenner Field. But, yeah, I'm excited for spring training to go see the new players, the new energy. There's a lot of talk about what's Verdugo going to be like in this clubhouse. Oh, they add a Marcus Stroman. Juan Soto is one of the greatest players of all time. Like, what's that going to be like with Aaron Judge and Cole? Good. They shook the room. There's a lot of alphas. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of compete. And I think guys are gonna get a little bit uncomfortable, but comfort is the enemy of progress. Get uncomfortable and maybe we'll go somewhere we haven't been in fifteen years.
0: Is this one of the more confident you're feel, one of the more confident feelings you're feeling going into a Yankee no. season
3: in recent memory or not? No, there is no confidence. Coming off of 82 and 80. You got to show me. I'll be confident if I get on the fan in June and I'm like, hey, I'm coming back from the stadium. They dominated. Cole shoved. They put up 10 runs, 10 nothing shutout. Like, it right now, it's the feeling of excitement. It's the hope. It's, it's, it's another journey, right? right? Hope, hope, hope week. That, okay, they went 82 and 80. Maybe they're not done as far as like potentially getting a Snell or a hater. And I know it doesn't make sense to pay those guys, but crazier things have happened. Maybe they take a short term deal. Maybe they do trade for and Corbin honestly, Burns, if they, whatever. If Cashman and the Yankees think they have like a I mean the Yankees always have a window to win, but if they think, you know what, we can really take advantage advantage of the league in the next two to five years, signing Snell for big money isn't the worst thing you can do. Well they know what time it is, right? Yeah. Brian Cashman at the GM meetings is telling people I think we're pretty effing good. And he's going back to old takes from Yankee Twitter to defend his Joey Gallo move and go to defend the John Carlos Stanton move, and nobody's even asking him about that. So I think that little bit of edge that we saw on Brian Cashman is good. Also, guys like Garrett Cole, who just won the Cy Young, Judge, who two years ago won the AL MVP, Otani's out of the way. Judge, you want another MVP? Go get it. I think that last year, every single team looked at the Yankees as an easy win, a series win whether it was the Nationals, the Cubs, the Rockies. I watched some bums in the Yankee Stadium confident. No one feared the Yankees. Now we have some different guys on that team. Maybe they'll strike fear in the hearts of their opponents again. Vinny on Staten Island, what's up, man? You're on the fan.
10: Hey, what's going on, Keith? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not confident on the Yankees because I feel like there is one more move to be made, and we're literally almost a week and a half away of going into February where you're going to pack your bags to go to Tampa to watch them in spring training, and you're going to say to yourself, why can't they go out and give one more player? What's the big, What's holding them back? They made out. They made that you know, Soto of trade. They're paying them $31 million. They made that Mark Stroman signing. They gave him a two-year deal with a vesting option for a third year. You know, they make the uh, Al's Jugo trade. So why not get Josh Hader? He is out there. You can't. You can't tell me this guy would take a four-year deal with an opt-out after two. Maybe, like, come on, man. Make, make up, get the deal done. Because I feel like they're a closer away from being a, 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 a complete team. I don't. As much as the bullpen's strong, I don't trust them. I don't trust Clay Holmes. Uh, Louisica. okay, he, he's probably going to be in the eighth inning role if they if they have. or on the, the IL. Well, exactly. Like, they only even have pitching. Like, you keep Brito and everybody else's in the uh, in San Diego. The guy um,
3: – Michael King, Randy uh, Vasquez, the guys right, that pitched F- last F- year, X amount F- of starts.
10: Evan F- F- Ross is coming off of Tommy John surgery. So tell me right now, how comfortable do you feel about the bullpen? I feel good about the rotation. No,
3: I don't. I was I, I, I was on the other night, and and someone was like, uh, I forget what they asked, but then we started thinking about the left-handed relievers in the bullpen. And Paulie looked up the names, and I think it was Matt Crook, Nick Ramirez, and uh, forget the other name. And I was like, that is a yeah. hole. Like resign well, Wandy well, right now. If those are the left-handed relievers coming out of the bullpen, that's an issue. Nah, man. Can you, uh, listen, Keith, I.
10: I I respect that answer, but he's got to go big game hunting, and, and he's So, out there. so Josh Hader like, wants
3: a, a contract bigger than Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz got a hundred and two million dollars. Are the Yankees going to shell out hundred and two million dollars when they're now paying Juan Soto, Judge, Cole, Stanton, four, Rodon? Four
10: Four for 70, five, four for 80, 50-year option makes it 100.
3: Yeah, well, come on, Cashman and, and, and your guys that are really effing good, that's figure it is. out. Like, yeah, figure out right. how to you know defer some money like Otani. Figure it out so that like a signing of Josh Hader doesn't take you out of the Soto sweepstakes next year and you're good with the luxury tax or whatever no, this year.
10: Listen, next year, Rizzo, Torres, that's $25 million off the books. So what? If, if you're getting $25 off the books, at least it's not a big burden when you have to size it up because then if you recall, Yeah, Verdugo will probably be gone.
3: Um, I don't know, exactly. man. I'm, I'm right there with you that they, they can't be done, that they there is another move. If it's Josh Hader, if it's Blake Snell, if it's a trade, uh, I think there's still time until well, there's not. Trade, Those guys are still out there.
10: Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns is
3: the yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, if it's a trade, a trade, Corbin Burns, because it's been reported yeah. Dylan Cease and Shane Bieber are not likely to be moved, but I didn't see any report about... Corbin Burns, last report I burn. saw about Corbin Burns is is uh, he settled at $15 million and some change out of arbitration. Go get him. But I also will say this. I've been saying this to every caller and people I talk to on Yankees Twitter. Sometimes moves get made in spring training. Thanks for the call, Vinny. Jose Trevino, our Platinum Glove All-Star catcher, the season that he won the Platinum Glove and went to the All-Star game. Shout out to Trevi. I linked with him in L.A., and we just did the – Signing uh, down in the Jersey Shore area. He's a big Dallas Cowboys fan. I actually got to hit him up and see how he's doing. I, I have a bunch of people that text me with welfare checks. Oh, just want to check in on, on you how you're doing. Well, you're blocked and your, your numbers deleted. No, I'm just kidding. But what I'm saying is this before we break here, sometimes moves get made when you go to spring training. The Yankees traded for him with the Texas Rangers during spring training. That came out of nowhere. Right? They got rid of Gary Sanchez. We were thinking it was going to be Higgy and Ben Wortvet. That's not good enough. No, go get Jose Trevino, and he was great, and I think he's going to be great this year. So what I'm saying is teams assess their rosters and who they have or who they don't have and what they think and what they might be willing to do or not do once they go through you know, the first week or so of workouts and physicals and camp. So uh, I know a lot of you are putting a deadline on it. I know a lot of you are putting a, a timer on it. Like you know, Vinny just said, we're a week and a half away. Uh, from February, so what? So what? Moves can still be made in February, and if you've paid attention to MLB free agency, it moves at a snail pace, and guys like Harper, Machado, who are the big fish, the big prize, those guys signed late a couple years back. They signed pretty much in spring training. Harper did his press conference at spring training.